Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. So some of I want to go back. I want to just list Pastor's Nuggets and because some people may not have been here on Sunday. One, his first nugget was Jesus Christ is our great intercessor. You have to remember that. He's praying for you. If nobody else is praying for you, and sometimes people say, girl, I pray for you. They're not praying. But Jesus is always praying for you. Amen? The Lord knows when you are moving to the place of failure and stumbling. Number three was you may fail him, but if you belong to him, God, your faith will not fail. This last one got me. It said, if you've been tested, you can help others. And I don't think I ever thought about my tests really as being able to help somebody else. Uh, so I said, you know, this, that particular nugget really clipped itself to my heart. And I started mentally listing the test of life that I had experienced and either failed or felt or experienced a victory in. And I realized what God has called me to do and who he has called me to minister to are directly connected to every major trial I've had in this life. So you shouldn't ever be confused about what you're called to do. Look at your life and look at the tests that you've had, the victories you've had. Typically, whatever that is, is connected to your destiny. And your destiny, again, is connected to your tests, failures, and your successes, amen? John 16.33 says, in this life, you will have tribulation. And tribulation means trials and suffering. Or, you know, just to bring it down, things are going to happen. Situations are going to occur. But be of good cheer, because Jesus has already overcome the world. Amen? So there's nothing that you're going to face that you don't already have the victory. Even if you can't see it, you already have the victory. So the title of my message is, you're going to make it, so keep on walking. You know I had to hook up with my pastor. Now look, I mean, you ain't got to rewrite the book. You just hook into what dad's doing and you keep on walking. But some people I find, and I I said, said, some people are probably saying, okay, so I believe I'm going to make it. But how will I get through whatever I'm going through? And the enemy will trick you. He'll make you feel like you're the only one going through what you're going through. And I'm here to tell you, you're never the only one. There's always someone either going through it or there is someone who's gotten the victory over it or there's someone that's failed and can tell you, as Pastor said Sunday, how to retake the test and pass it. Amen? So I'm going to give you this evening four ways to assist you and keeping, and how do I say it? How to keep on walking. I'm gonna give you four, only four, okay? And I'm going to, I probably will not go through each scripture, but I have a lot of scriptures, but I will give them to you because I want you to go home and look at them and read them and be encouraged. One thing pastor used to say to me when I first started in the music department, he would tell me, people don't, people don't get victory because of your testimony. He said, you do. 
The Bible says that you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. But people get victory because of the anointing. It is the anointing that destroys every yoke. Amen. So everything I'm going to tell you and every scripture I'm going to give you is the anointed word of God. Amen. All right. So number one, the first way to assist you in making it is to build your faith muscle. Say faith muscle. Faith is a muscle. And the Bible says that every man has been given the measure. And it's really up to you what you do with it. And sometimes we look at other people and we look at what they have. We look at certain situations they may be in and we say, well, their faith must be stronger. Yes and no. But everyone is given the measure. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. It says, and I'm going to read 6 first. So we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. And he was talking about death. For we walk by faith, not by sight. You don't walk by what you see because that's subject to change. Just like people is subject to change. We walk by faith. Amen. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Again, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I got to give you these scriptures. I was trying not to give them to you, but I got to give them to you. Hebrews 11, 1 through 6 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes we say and we use um, faith without works is dead. And we say that. But what we don't realize, and I was thinking about it last night, and I believe the Holy Spirit was saying to me that it's not the things that you do on the outside. It is the word that you dissect and live out. That, that's when you don't add your faith to the word that you say you know, that's what's dead. The word in you is not alive. See, a lot of people know scripture, but if you look at their life, it does not connect. That means, although they know it, it's not alive. It's up to you to make it alive. And how do you do that? With your faith. That's how you do it. So don't just use, that's why you can't just use certain scriptures and just kind of just say stuff. You need to stop and really think about what you're saying and think about how that applies to you and what that truly means for you. And God, what are you saying to me through this scripture? That's what brings it alive for you. That's what makes you activate your faith with it. That's what makes you do it. That's what makes you be able to see it and then look up and see the outer. It's, the Bible says that it's the cleaning of the cup on the inside. And then you look up and on the outside, there's so many people that are real shiny on the outside. They got a lot of stuff. And don't equate faith with stuff. Because the principles work for everybody, and my husband's taught me that. He said the principles work for everybody. The principles are the principles. 
saved, unsaved. The principles work. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're operating under God's system of faith. And so you gotta, you gotta really make sure that the scripture you say you know, that you're living, amen? Look at your neighbor and say, are you living what you say you know? The one thing um, I've come to realize, and it's one of my, I say it all the time, I say it to my kids, I say it to people I may be talking to, faith always works. It never not works. It never not produces. So if you don't have certain things in your life, certain desires, the Bible says that he gives us the desires of our heart. If there are things that aren't working for you, I'm here to tell you something's off and it's not God. Because faith, say faith, always produces. It never not works unless you're not working it. The second thing that you have to do, you have to walk in love. And I think that we kind of say that real like, hey, I'm just going to walk in love. But you're not walking in love. And, and my husband, and you'll hear me say pastor, my husband, because, you know, my husband and my pastor are really the two men of God that I can say truly without a shadow of a doubt, walk by faith. And God is truly their source. I don't know anybody other than those two. And I'm not saying there's not more. I'm not saying that. So don't go out here saying I say, I'm not. I'm saying me. I don't know anybody else that executes in the area of God being their source than the two of them. And so you'll hear me always use them because I really do take what they say and my goal is to live it out and make it work for me. And so the second thing is walk in love. Colossians 3.14 says, but above all these things, put on love. So that means you have to do something which is the bond of perfection. John 13, 34 says, a new covenant I give to you, that you love one another, this was Jesus, as I loved you, that you also love one another. So if you say that you forgave somebody, <laughs> I heard somebody say, mm. when you say you forgave somebody, did you really forgive them? I think about what I've done in my life that I know I've disappointed God and he always forgives me. I know he does because he said he would. He said, if I repent of my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So he forgives me, but do I truly be forgiving people? Because that does affect your faith. And you can't tell me that you're walking in faith and you don't walk in love. I don't believe you because they can't walk together. You, you can't do one without the other. They are synonymous. God is love. So you can't. And one thing that I realized and, and I said, if you can't love unconditionally with no pre-qualifications, you have not truly accepted the love of Jesus Christ. You have not. If you can't love unconditionally with no prequalifications, you have not truly accepted the love of Jesus Christ. 
Because Jesus loves unconditionally. And I'm not saying it to you like I've done, I just have done all that. No, I, I, I read this for me too. And pastor always says the, the dark typically hits the person giving the message first. It, it, it's not that we giving it to you and you, you, you know, and we don't perfect it all this. No, it's hit me first too. That I have to forgive people that I feel like have done my family wrong or done me wrong or whatever. I have to let that go if I'm truly going to operate in faith. Amen? All right, number three, because Lord, that time begin you. Okay, <laughs> you look up. Okay, number three, strengthen your praise and your worship. Now, y'all know I couldn't get up here and not talk about that. You know, you know I, got to, I got to get you on that. Hebrews 13, 15 through 16 says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such, such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Amen. Th there is a responsibility that you have. Praise and worship is more than music. Music is one tool. It's, music is just a tool. It, it it, it, there is a list. Worship and praise is also, God, I thank you. I praise your name today, Father. I give you glory, Lord. Oh, God, you're wonderful. Oh, God, I'm so grateful. That's worship. That's praise. It is not just you coming to church on Sunday mornings and deciding, okay, I'm going to engage a little bit. And literally, I'm, yeah, y'all love me. What you do on Sunday morning is really and not always. It kind of be... Uh, Because that's why it's so hard on Sunday mornings. Because it's the corporate praise. It, it really is the corporate praise that brings the anointing. It is not the praise and worship team. We are to assist, and that's what I've taught them. You assist, but I can't force you to go. An awesome lady, Angela Moorhead, taught me years ago. She said, there is a gate with a window of time, and your responsibility is to get them through the gate, but you can't make them. But the, the, uh, if you create the atmosphere, and that's my job, that's our job, so I have to live a certain way so you respect me. So when I come on the stage, I'm not just doing something. You, and, you are being entertained with what I've done all week. That's why I live a certain way. I don't live a certain way because, you know, I'm trying to be cute. I have a responsibility. It is not just pastor that has a responsibility. It is anybody that's in leadership. And even if you're a parent, you have a responsibility. You know why my, my kids respect me? Because I live the same way. I really am, I, we are not double-minded. 
we are not confused. We really do live the same way. We don't act like we got something we don't have. If we got it, we got it. But you can rest believe that it is the goodness of God as to why we have what we have and God is doing what he's doing. And we do not apologize for his goodness. And I'm going to tell you this. If you're not hooked into your man and woman of God, something is wrong with you. You got to hook in. There's no, God doesn't allow you. And this still has to do with praise and worship. Because do you know that you sitting in the audience affect everything that goes on? Your lack of participation affects it. Your participation affects it. And it affects you. Why drive all the way here and not get what you're after? I'm going to get it. I'm not going to wear no shoes that I can't take off. I'm not going to wear no outfit. If, I, if it limits me, I'm not wearing it no more. I'm just not. And I'm, when I come, I'm already ready. I don't need them to say nothing. I, I came ready. I came with my armory. My guns is loaded. Bullets is ready. And I'm ready to give God some praise. And if you don't tear off the paint, I'm tearing it up. Because God is that good to me. When I think, that's why when I say that, when I think of the goodness, I really do think of the goodness. I really do. I, I, I tell you one thing I really do. When I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. How can you stand there and be quiet? Well, that's just my demeanor. Oh, no, no, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, no, sir. At some point, your hands have to go up. There has to be a response that you give. It's the corporate response. The anointing destroys the, but it's the corporate. Amen. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't come. I'm sorry. Psalms 108.1 says, Oh God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. So God gives us a measure of glory. Hallelujah. Wow, the highest form of praise or the highest form of worship is not prayer or singing, but rather to study the word, learning to hear from God and allowing him to speak. Prayer is typically you talking with the possibility of God getting a word in edgewise. Praise brings the anointing and the anointing destroys the yoke. There's a reward, and my pastor has said that for years. Then I realized one day, Dad Hagen saying it. I'm like, okay, this, okay, y'all saying the same thing. Oh, okay, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, it's your glue. So when you say, you know, I'm going through something, I'm having some issues, or I got saved and it just seemed like all hell broke loose, it's in your praise and your worship. The praise and worship is like your vacation place. It's the place you go to because the enemy can't come there with you. So you worshiping, you giving God praise, and I'm not talking about singing. You know, I told my mom, you cannot be singing. Sing when you at home, because when you be singing to me, it just, I can't handle it. can't handle it. If you if you're singing to God, that's fine. But sing, it's not just in the singing. It's in me regurgitating back to God his word. It's giving him back what he gave to me. That's worship to him. Because that says to him, you know, when my kids do something, 
that I taught them to do, man, I sit back like, oh, man, they listening. It's nothing better than to sit back and see your kids give you back what you gave them. That's a type of worship. That's, God, that's what God wants from you. The words you say you know, give it back to him. Give it back to him in your actions. Give it back to him in your, in your words and your deeds. Amen? Hallelujah. God inhabits the praises of his people. And Pastor gave that vision one day to uh, Minister Donnell and I. And he said, can you imagine or see that when you start praising and worshiping God, the very spirit of God comes right in. If you could just see that with your spiritual eyes, he literally comes in. And then I got Old Testament. That's Old Testament, yes. Okay. But now he lives in us and he's in my praise. Wait a minute. That's a dynamic duo. So not only is he in my worship, but he lives in me. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I cannot fail. So when you are dealing with something, that's why you have to enter into worship. Immediately, I'm not saying, to God be the glory. If you're in the setting, you can do that. Hey, go for it. But if not, God, I worship you. Jesus, 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 I glorify you. Maybe you're at work and that boss is getting on your nerves. Lord, I just thank you. Oh, I worship you. Yeah, you're going to get them off me. But until then, God, I just worship you. Lord, you know, I, you know, this job is only for a season. It's only for seed. But God, I worship you. I thank you, Lord, for the new level. I thank you for the, That's worship. That is worship. We make this so difficult. It's not difficult. It, it's, really, it's really easy. Amen? The fourth thing, Lord, this time, the fourth thing is speak to your situations. You know, I realized, I said, when I was back in, when I was out there, I wasn't no punk. So why am I going to get saved and now be a punk? I'm even, because of who I serve, I'm stronger all the more. There are more for me than are against me. So why would I weak back at situations Talk to the situations in your life. Some of you don't talk to them, and they are beating you up. Lack is tearing you up, not because it has to stay, but because you won't kick it out, and you have to do it. You have to do it. With your faith, you have to do it. Tell that devil that brought the test to get out. I'm not your victim. Get out. Get out, sickness. All of, our, all of us was running around with allergies and all that. I said, no, wait a, wait, no, wait a minute. The devil is alive. Wait, I'm hanging on to this. No, 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 no. Jesus bore my sickness and diseases. The chastisement of my peace was on him. And by his stripes, I am healed. Healing manifests. I'm waiting on you. Until then, I keep on moving. I won't stop. I keep on walking. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to stop me. Amen? In your worship, it keeps the atmosphere. That's, that's part of the speaking to the situations. It keeps, that's another reason why you worship God. It keeps the atmosphere so God can move. Hallelujah. So you're, when something's happening to you and you're dealing with something, that's why you got to get in your word. Because it's not just your words that you say. 
you got to put the work. Even Jesus had to do that. To think that you are big enough. You're, you're not. But in God, you are. Because there are more for you. And the scripture is available to you. God has given it to you, but he won't force you to eat of it. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Are you getting anything? Okay. Oh, hallelujah. I just want, I know there are some people that sometimes say, you know, I, I know I'm going to make it. And pastor will say that to you. But that's a prophetic word. But you have to activate it in every step that you take, in every move that you make. You have to build your faith muscle. You have to do it. You have to get in your word. You have to commit to walking in love and stop talking about people and stop running your mouth about stuff that you don't know. You know, I realize people just say stuff, they have no idea what they're talking about. You, you don't know. And here's the thing, if you know, so what? Why don't we just mind? The Bible says to mind your own affairs. See how, you see how much is in the word that we don't even be knowing is there. The Bible says mind your own business. Because the wheat and the terry will grow together. And in the end, God does the separating. I'm just learning how to just mind my own. I'm telling you, child. I am learning how to stay in my lane. I got enough business of my own to mind. I got a lot of kids. I got a granddaughter now. I, I got a, you know, we got a bit, we got businesses. I got a, I got a whole husband. I just got enough. You know, Harvest Christian School sending all this homework home. And it's my homework. It ain't Naraya's homework. It's my homework. All these science projects, all these stuff. I got to do it. This spelling competition. Oh Lord Jesus. I'm, I just I just needed a minute. Oh God. You just got enough business of your own. That Harvest Christian School, and I employ you to enroll your kids. And as crazy as this world is going. You ain't got no choice. These people are losing their mind. You better get your child in Harvest Christian School. But ain't get your kid in Harvest Christian School. I realized years ago, all of our kids have went, I don't know why I'm taking this journey. All of my kids went through Faith Academy, Harvest Christian School. All of them. When we were met, not married, all of them went through Harvest Christian School. The product that you see in Mauricia was not me alone. I did not have the capacity. I was a single parent. I didn't have that. It was JPS. They, they didn't have DLH then. It was JPS. It was Ramaya Vilhelp, child, Lord, God. It was, it was her being up at, at everything. Harvest Church was having the right, Mauricia was here. I didn't have what it took. I didn't have it yet. And so you better get your kid wherever you are. First, get yourself to church. Get yourself to church. The enemy is doing this on purpose because his goal is to isolate you. 
And his goal is to make you think you don't need church. And that's not true. And the church needs you. Pastor needs you. He needs you. He needs your push. He needs your help. He needs your servanthood. Everybody's got a place. Everybody, this is the hospital. Yes, so you're going to encounter all kinds of people. But that doesn't diminish the fact that your help is needed. And don't look at how somebody, one person's helping and somebody ain't helping in that area. That ain't none of your business. I used to do, what I used to do back when I was single, I don't do anymore. But guess what? I'm at another level. I don't have to do that. But I still help. I, and I help even more now because God, I can financially be a distribution center. Do you know I couldn't do that as a single parent? That's a new level. That now, even if I can't be here, I can financially support it. Why would I not? I heard another general say, why would you be in a church and not financially support it? Who does that? Who goes to a church and don't financially support it? That doesn't make any sense. And tithing is of God. I don't care what nobody's saying. I will be doing it. And I will be giving. I will be giving over and above. We will do it in my house until Jesus returns. I understand it, it works in our house, and we do it. I don't need anybody to confuse that for me, you can't. I got it. It's done too much for me, as my pastor said, I done, I've been too convinced. When I think about what God has done for me, I, I definitely attribute to who I'm hooked up to and my giving. You can't tell me anything different. And so I am employing you today to do those four things. How are you going to make it? You're going to make it by doing that. I'm telling you, don't give up. Don't give up. And stop settling. If you're still alive, you got more to do. You got more to do. You're not too old. You're not too old. And stop that. Get up and do more. Help, serve, commit inside the ministry and outside the ministry. We need your help. Amen? Amen? And your, your children need to see that. They need to see that church, church matters. Ministry matters because it does. The reason my children value it is because I value it. And I don't let anybody devalue it. I don't know if that's a word. I'm not a doctor yet. But I'm going to just use it anyway. How about that? Amen? So I implore you, work on your worship in Jesus' name. Please. It is your glue. It is the glue. It is the glue. Praise and worship. You have to do it. You have to, you have to regurgitate the word. You have to regurgitate the word until all of a sudden you'll just feel a shift. You'll, you'll, you'll feel the shift. You'll feel you're growing. You'll feel you're getting closer to God and you're understanding the word of God more. You have to. You have to walk in love. You have to. You have to. You have to. Jesus is coming back. He's come, he is coming back. God forbid I'm not doing what I was called to do and what I should have been doing because I just wasn't sure. If the TV is throwing you off, turn it off. Whatever causes you to get out of sync with the word, turn it off. Get away from it. If it's people 
that, get, that cause you to pull away from your ministry, that cause you to pull away from the Bible. And I don't know, I just think you ain't got to do all that. I didn't ask you what you think I need to do. If you would just mind your own business. Because all I know is the word works. Look at your neighbor and say, the word works. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm telling you it does. Come on, stand to your feet and say, the word works. The word works every time. And faith always produces. Look behind you and say, faith always produces. So if you don't see nothing, that's because you ain't doing nothing. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.